Welcome to the UCM Interface Bible Study Podcast, isang Bible Study Podcast by Pinoy's for Pinoy's, hosted by UCM Interface, ang Young Adults Community ng Union Church of Manila, Taglish Conversational Expository slash Inductive Study Method. We can experts, most of us are young professionals, but we do try our best to study context and let scripture speak for itself. Sa aming mga book studies and special topics, yung goal namin is to provide you with materials to help you live, work, speak, and serve as a follower of Jesus Christ. Bago magsimula, thanks for joining us. At kung trip nyo tong ginagawa namin, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Okay, sino-sino ba ang mga kasama natin ngayon? I'm back, Arvin. Ako ay uh, associate pastor sa Joy Christian Fellowship in Camoros. And also, I'm uh, a software engineer. Okay. Alright. Uh, yeah. Good to be back. Oh, so, kasama natin si Arvin from Daniel 10 din. Uh, ito si Gooch, commercial voice artist. Ako naman si Rainier, ang Young Adult Ministry Director ng Union Church of Manila at bumabati sa inyo mula dito sa Pioneer Mandaluyong. Ako, dito pa rin sa Makati. Ako, oh, galing Antipolo. Nagtagpo-tagpo nice. yes. like, <laughs> tayo. Gusto talaga namin i-update yung podcast kasi feeling talaga namin it's such a relevant study during oh. this time. There's a lot of fear, hatred, anxiety that's happening. And I think yung character ng Panginoon dito sa study natin sa Daniel is such a comfort and security for all of us. Right. Yes. Oh, Shoutout na rin tayo sa mga lahat ng nasa quarantine ngayon sa buong mundo. Oh. <laughs> Sana kayo ay safe and healthy. Huwag makalimutang mag-exercise. Oh, stay home. Okay, before we start, short recap ng previous episode, Daniel 10. Ano ba nangyari? Nag-fasting si Daniel for three weeks. Three weeks. Ang tagal niyang nag-fasting. Oh, and he was mourning, di ba? Parang nagluluksa siya. Ang maganda dito sa ginawa ni Daniel na prayer and fasting sa loob ng tatlong linggo. Doon pa lang sa unang araw ng kanyang prayer and fasting, you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God. Your words were heard and I have come in response to them. Sinagot agad. Right, doon right. sa simula pa lang. Mm-hmm. There's a heavenly being that came, di ba? Right. Dahil doon sa prayer niya, may pinaliwanag kay Daniel na may nangyayari pala behind the scenes. Because binigyan siya ng preview of what's behind the curtain. Oh, Meron palang prince of the Persian kingdom ay nakikipagtunggali kay Michael for 21 days na siya namang tumugma doon sa 21 days of prayer and fasting ni Daniel. Para talagang pinapakita na ang prayer, this is not a passive activity. Something is going on that we don't even see. Labas ito sa realm natin. And I think yun yung big takeaway natin na prayer is spiritual warfare. Yes. Oo, at hindi lang yan. Pinakita na naman dito, dahil nga meron Prince of Persia, there are spiritual influences, spiritual beings behind these governments or human institutions na talagang nag-i-influensya sa pamamaraan nila ng pag-govern sa kanila kaharian. So behind worldly kingdoms that are against God are ungodly spiritual beings. Ah, parang mga evil agent. May nagpapagalaw pala talaga. Merong nag influence sa kanila. Ah, may mention ng Prince of Persia, Prince of Greece. So hindi pala sila independent na kumikilos lamang. Dahil siguro sa sukdula na talaga yung kasamaan, talagang ginagamit na sila ng kaaway. Yeah. Daniel 10 really feels like this long introduction. Sinasabi ng heavenly being na parang bago ko pakita sa'yo lahat ng mga pangyayari dito sa Daniel 11 at 12, alalahanin mo na merong spiritual war na nangyayari behind yeah. all of that. At medyo marami-rami yung nangyayari sa Daniel 11. Medyo matindi to. Before that, let's read through Daniel 11, 3 to 1, and... Daniel 11, 1 to 35. And as for me, in the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. 
and now I will show you the truth. Behold, three more kings shall arise in Persia, and a fourth shall be far richer than all of them. And when he has become strong through its riches, he shall stir up all against the kingdom of Greece. Then a mighty king shall arise, who shall rule with great dominion and do as he wills. And as soon as he has arisen, his kingdom shall be broken and divided toward the four winds of heaven, but not to his posterity, nor according to the authority with which he ruled. For his kingdom shall be plucked up and go to others beside these. Then the king of the south shall be strong, but one of his princes shall be stronger than he and shall rule, and his authority shall be a great authority. After some years, they shall make an alliance, and the daughter of the king of the south shall come to the king of the north to make an agreement. But she shall not retain the strength of her arm, and he and his arm shall not endure. But she shall be given up, and her attendants, he who fathered her, and he who supported her in those times. And from a branch from her roots one shall arise in his place. He shall come against the army, and enter the fortress of the king of the north, and he shall deal with them, and shall prevail. He shall also carry off to Egypt their gods, with their metal images, and their precious vessels of silver and gold, and for some years he shall refrain from attacking the king of the north. Then the latter shall come into the realm of the king of the south, but shall return to his own land. His sons shall wage war and assemble a multitude of great forces, which shall keep coming and overflow and pass through, and again shall carry the war as far as his fortress. Then the king of the south, moved with rage, shall come out and fight against the king of the north, and he shall raise a great multitude, but it shall be given into his hand. And when the multitude is taken away, his heart shall be exalted, and he shall cast down tens of thousands, but he shall not prevail. For the king of the north shall again raise a multitude greater than the first, and after some years he shall come on with a great army and abundant supplies. In those times many shall rise against the king of the south, and the violent among your own people shall lift themselves up in order to fulfill the vision, but they shall fail. Then the king of the north shall come and throw up siege works, and take a well-fortified city, and the forces of the south shall not stand, or even his best troops, for there shall be no strength to stand. But he who comes against him shall do as he wills, and none shall stand before him. And he shall stand in the glorious land, with destruction in his hand. He shall set his face to come with the strength of his whole kingdom, and he shall bring terms of an agreement and perform them. He shall give him the daughter of women to destroy the kingdom, but it shall not stand or be to his advantage. Afterward, he shall turn his face to the coastlands and shall capture many of them, but a commander shall put an end to his insolence. Indeed, he shall turn his insolence back upon him. Then he shall turn his face back toward the fortresses of his own land, but he shall stumble and fall, and shall not be found. Then shall arise in his place one who shall send an exactor of tribute for the glory of the kingdom. But within a few days he shall be broken, neither in anger 
nor in battle. In his place shall arise a contemptible person to whom royal majesty has not been given. He shall come in without warning and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. Armies shall be utterly swept away before him and broken, even the prince of the covenant. And from the time that an alliance is made with him, he shall act deceitfully, and he shall become strong with the small people. Without warning, he shall come into the richest parts of the province, and he shall do what neither his fathers nor his fathers' fathers have done, scattering among them plunder, spoil, and goods. He shall devise plans against strongholds, but only for a time, and he shall stir up his power and his heart against the king of the south with a great army. And the king of the south shall wage war with an exceedingly great and mighty army, but he shall not stand, for plots shall be devised against him. Even those who eat his food shall break him, his army shall be swept away, and many shall fall down slain. And as for the two kings, their hearts shall be bent on doing evil. They shall speak lies at the same table, but to no avail, for the end is yet to be at the time appointed. And he shall return to his land with great wealth, but his heart shall be set against the holy covenant, and he shall work his will and return to his own land. At the time appointed, he shall return and come into the south, but it shall not be this time as it was before. For ships of Kidim shall come against him, and he shall be afraid and withdraw, and shall turn back and be enraged, and take action against the Holy Covenant. He shall turn back and pay attention to those who forsake the Holy Covenant. Forces from him shall appear and profane the temple and fortress, and shall take away the regular burnt offering. And they shall set up the abomination that makes desolate. He shall seduce with flattery those who violate the covenant, but the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. And the wise among the people shall make many understand, though for some days they shall stumble by sword and flame, by captivity and plunder. When they stumble, they shall receive a little help, and many shall join themselves to them with flattery and some of the wise shall stumble, so that they may be refined, purified, and made white, until the time of the end, for it still awaits the appointed time. Daming detalye, eh, medyo nakakatorete. Oh, grabe. Ano, grabe. Actually, yung first time kong basahin tong Daniel 11, talagang lost ako simula pa lang. Eh. Ha? Ano? Di ba? <laughs> hindi katulad ng ibang mga binabasa mo sa Bible na pwede mong sabihin in your own words. Right, yeah. right. Masyado maraming detalye. Eh. Tsaka mahirap dito ko yung ano, kung babasahin mo to ng mga ang personal na Bible verse ko today. <laughs> na Parang mahirap kumuha dito. No? Kung ito yung devotion mo sa araw na yun. Halimbawa, sabihin mo, tatay ka, no? Palagay ko ang sinasabi ng Lord sa akin yung Daniel chapter 11 verse 17 and he will give him a daughter in marriage. But that being said, because sobrang dami ng details ng chapter na to, kakaiba yung setup natin ng episode na to and usually kasi I ask na, okay, so ano yung chunks ng conversation natin? So 1 to 8, 9 to ganyan. Pero ito, we'll take the first half of this episode and we'll just go through the details kasi yung details na to na napaka-intricate, it 
parallels with events that have happened in history. Right, yeah. right. There's so much historical detail here that's so rich. Sayang naman kung hindi natin daanan yung material na yun. At the same time, to help you guys, kayong mga listeners, nag-prepare kami ng guide sheet yeah. sa Google Sheets at ilalagay namin yung link sa description. It would be best na habang pinapakinggan nyo to or something, tingnan nyo na rin yung chart dun sa Google Sheets with the verse, career date nung ruler, ano nangyari, may map kami. So, it would be so helpful if you guys check out the link that we prepared. Marami kaming mga details na we'll miss out for sure. If you wanna read more, meron kaming sources dun sa baba ng mga chart and it would be great if you can check them out as well. Yeah. Okay, game. Oh, game na tayo. Pero meron muna akong opening question para sa lahat. Bago natin simulan yung Daniel chapter 11 verses 1 to 35, meron muna akong katanungan. Ito kasi napakadalas tinatanong talaga to. Lalo na kung merong problema, may trahedya, they're facing some kind of trial or challenge. Is God in control? Yan, madalas tinatanong yan eh. Do you sometimes wonder if God is truly in control of this world? So minsan, sabi ng mga tao, if God is in control, then why, or fill in the blanks nga, is there suffering? Ayan, oh. Why is there COVID-19? Ayan, oh. oh. But may mga disease. Oh. Oh. If God is in control, bakit generous naman ako sa pera, pero ba't nag-close yung business? Okay, oh. Bakit namatay ang tatay ko? Or something like that. A he loved was a good one. person. Bakit siya namatay? Oh, bakit hindi niligtas ng Diyos? So, is God in control? Madalas tinatanong natin yan. At dito sa pag-aaral natin ng Daniel chapter 11, malilinawan tayo dyan. Makikita natin kung ano talaga ang sagot dito sa tanong na to, na is God God in control. Mm-hmm. Sige. So, let's start with verse 1. And as for me, in the first year of Darius the Mede, I stood up to confirm and strengthen him. Nagsasalita pa rin dito yung angel, di ba? Yes. Right. Sino may pinag-usapan dito sa him na to? Si yung uh, binanggit doon sa dulo ng chapter 10, oh, si Michael. Chapter si Michael. 10. Nag-usap sila and then, basically, parang backup siya ni Michael <laughs> doon sa uh-huh. kaguluhan na nangyayari sa loob ng Persia. Kasi nagbabakbakan yung sa loob ng Persia, yung Prince of Persia and yung Forces of God it could have actually influenced Cyrus ba? as to why he had favor for the Jews. Right, right. It must have been influenced behind the scenes in the spiritual realm. Oo. Sa likod nga ng mga pangyayaring ito, ay meron palang spiritual battle na nagaganap. Oo. Let's continue. Ito na yung simula. And also, where the chart starts then dun sa aming Google Sheets. Just to remind our listeners, yung date of writing ng Book of Daniel is around 6.05 to 5.30. Basically, yung buhay Rain. ni... Oh, and all the way to Cyrus, di ba? Work history ni Daniel dito sa Babylon, right. di ba? So, mm. 605 to 530, itong mga pangyayari across 11 will be 300, 400 years after. Parang ganun. Mm. Tayo, may benefit tayo of looking at Oo, history. Pabalikan lang natin yung history. Oo. So, yung benefit sa atin to. Pero para sa kanya, mahaba-habang forecast na hindi niya naintindihan. <laughs> Another thing then is that because of the accuracy ng prophesied events that will happen dito sa Daniel 11, Maraming critics na nagsasabi na parang imposible. Imposible. Parang sinulat yung Daniel after these events had already transpired. Uh, Kasi grabe, swak na swak eh. Anyway, we won't get into that detail on like debate on that. Pero sa research namin, there's just so much historical proof that Daniel was written back around that time, 530 BC. Uh-huh. 
Anyway, tuloy tayo. So, verse 2 to 4, meron ditong three more kings and a fourth na super yaman will stir up all against Greece. Yung current king dito ay si Cyrus. And then, meron pang tatlo. And then, may pangapat na mayaman na mayaman who will go against Greece. If you guys have studied Esther with us, na-mention tong king na to dito. At siya ay si... Xerxes. Xerxes. Yes. Na-mention din siya sa Ezra. And nandun din siya sa movie na 300. <laughs> <laughs> yung kalbo na maraming hikaw. Uh, malamang hindi yun yung suot niya siguro. <laughs> parang higante yata siya dun eh. No? Oo, oh, parang siyang si Dalsim eh. Dalsim na malaki eh. Ang weird nung characterization eh. Uh, anyway, siya yung pang-apat na sinasabi who will go against Greece. And then, after niya, sa verse 4, a mighty king shall arise and as soon as he has arisen, his kingdom shall be divided four ways. Tapos siya mismo, hindi mag-benefit. At itong king na to, uh, si Alexander. Alexander the Great, which is probably yung pinaka-popular na pangalan dito. I think right. a lot of people know who Alexander the Great is. At diniscuss natin siya dun sa Daniel 7. One of the beasts. Siya yung leopard na may pakpak, kaya ang bilis-bilis, sobrang bilis. Uh, yung leopard and yung goat. Uh-uh. Yung 11, parang culmination ng iba-ibang mga vision na. Right. Uh-uh. <laughs> Tapos, sobrang bilis ng rise niya. And then, at the height of his power, biglang tapos. Kasi yung career ni Alexander the Great, sampung taon lang yan. Eh. Pero sobrang grabe yung na-achieve niya in 10 years, di ba? Ang bilis. Yung expansion yeah. ng empire niya, grabe, ang bilis. Yun nga lang, nagkasakit. Tapos, namatay. O oh, yun. Bata-bata, namatay. Tapos, yung matindi pa dyan, di ba sabi doon, madi-divide yung kingdom niya four ways. Tapos siya mismo, hindi siya mag-benefit. Kasi yung nangyari naman nun, yung kingdom niya was divided four ways kasi nagkanya-kanya yung apat na general. Tapos, hindi siya nag-benefit kasi yung mga anak mismo niya, pinagpapatay din eh. Yes. Kaya nawalan siya ng heir. At saka bata pa yung mga anak niya dahil nung namatay si Alexander the Great. I think he was only 32 years old. Ilan taon ka na ba, Arvin? Uh, I would be 30. This June. Oh, hey, my. Two years na lang. Huwag <laughs> <laughs> naman. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Siguro yung mga anak niya. Baka wala pang teenager yan, yung mga bata. Baka yung wala. Mga niya, no? Wala pa. Bata pa talaga. Just imagine, pinasassinate yung mga to. Itong mga little kids na to. Ang lupit talaga. Yeah. At hindi pa nagtatapos yun kasi marami pa mangyayaring kalokohan. <laughs> Anyway, verse 5. Yung, so, right after Alexander the Great, merong King of the South. At kung titingnan natin yung chart natin, ito si Ptolemy the First. Ptolemy the First. So, siya yung King of the South. Ngayon, meron siyang alagad. One of his princess, sabi. Who will be stronger than him? Kasi itong alagad niya, pinapunta niya dun sa Babylon area, sa North, with his sponsorship. Sige, balik ka. Tapos... Two years after nakabalik, nagkanya-kanya din siya. He assumed the title of King of the North. Eh, ang laki ng sakop ng North. Ang pangalan na tong dude na to ay Seleucus Nicator? Nicator, yes. Seleucus Nicator. So, we have Ptolemy I as the King of the South and Seleucus Nicator, the King of the North, who became stronger because mas malaki yung region niya, teritoryo. Kaya ngayon, itong Northern Kingdom naging Seleucid Kingdom. Yeah, Seleucid Kingdom. Our listeners, you can see that sa map if you check yung link namin. You can see yung Seleucid Kingdom is like five times bigger yeah. <laughs> than the eh. South. Ptolemaic. Ptolemaic Kingdom. Egypt. And something also interesting to note dito is the position of Israel. And it's right smack in the middle. Yes. Right. Kasi, tayo sa verse 6. May sort of uh, power struggle na nangyayari between the North and the South. So ngayon, ito na yung mga anak ng first generation of kings. Si Ptolemy at saka si, si Lucius. So meron na sila mga anak. Ito na yung generation 2. Key verse here for me was, They shall make an alliance and the daughter of the king of the South shall come to the king of the North. Okay. So si Ptolemy II, anak ni the first, makes an alliance with Antiochus 
the second. second. The Antiochus II Theos. Theos. Oh. Okay. Tapos yung alliance terms nila, yung isa sa mga terms, is yung anak ni Ptolemy II na ang pangalan ay si Berenice. Ipapakasal kay Antiochus II. So it's a political marriage. Yes. So the daughter of the south shall come to the north. Kaso, si Antiochus. May asawa. <laughs> may asawa. Grabe, no? Parang teleserya lang, ano? Si Antiochus II, may asawa na. Ang pangalan ay si Laudis. Laudis. Oo. And syempre, hindi siya masaya na i-divorce siya oh. para sa political marriage na to. So, si Laudis, yung ex-wife, medyo may pagkasir si Lannister to, eh. Very oh. influential, very powerful. So, ang ginawa niya, uh, long story short, pinapatay ni Laudis Okay. Yung kanyang ex-husband, si Antiochus, si Berenice, yung number two, at yung infant son ni Antiochus grabe. at ni Berenice. Infant son, grabe. Tindi, di ba? Grabe. Oh. <laughs> Tindi. Talagang Game of Thrones ito. Oh, grabe, di ba? <laughs> so, <laughs> so <laughs> lupit talaga eh. Napakang lupit eh. Which opened the way for Laudis to take the throne. Yeah. Siya na yung... Kaya yung bago. Kaya dun sa verse 6 nga, sabi, But she, talking about Berenice, shall not retain the strength for arm. Basically, power won't stay with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Which leads to the next king sa verse 7. Si Seleucus II. Generation 3 na. So verses 7 to 9, From a branch from her roots, one shall arise in his place. Mas maganda actually yung version ni Arvin eh. Maganda uh, yung... But uh, one of the descendants of her line will arise in his place. Straightforward yun eh. Sinasabi dito, yung kapamilya ni Berenice, susugod, oh. uh, shall arise. Uh-huh. At ito yung kapatid ni Berenice, si Ptolemy III. So yung bro niya, syempre, sumugod sa north for vengeance. Yes. Pinapatay yung sister, di ba? And uh, back to the verse, he shall deal with them and shall prevail. Mananalo siya. May, may war na mangyayari dito. And Ptolemy III will defeat the northern kingdom and bring a lot of the spoils back to Egypt. Yung gods nila and the iron. Tapos merong side note dito na may peace treaty na mangyayari. Right. Na he shall refrain from attacking the king of the north. Uh, another side note then about the north, si Seleucus II trying to get back territory from the south pero hindi siya mag- succeed parang babalik-balik lang din siya. Okay, next. So generation 4 na tayo, verses 10 to 12. Nakasulat dito, his sons shall wage war and assemble a multitude of great forces. May gera na naman. Puro gera na naman, di ba? Most notable dito sa mga sons na to is the second son of Seleucus II. Again, from the north. Ito na yung mga sons of the north. At yung pangalan na to ay si Antiochus the third. third. The Great. Antiochus the Great. The Great. The yeah. Great. The Great kasi maganda yung military success ni Antiochus the third. Eh. Kaya The Great daw siya. So maganda yung military success niya until natalo siya ni Ptolemy IV. Si Ptolemy IV Philpator. Kasi dito sa gera na to, Antiochus the, the Great, na yung kanilang tag-of-war ni Ptolemy IV, ang ipit na ipit talaga dito, Israel. Gitnang-gitna kasi siya. Right smack in the middle of all this war. And it really feels like these super giants fighting each other and then nasa gitna oh. ka lang. Ah, Pinapakapakan ako. Parang gitna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nawala ka talagang magawa. Wala oh, kang magawa. Wala magawa. Gitna ng crossfire. Yeah. Gitna talaga sila ng crossfire. So verse 12, this is also another side note. I think what this is saying is that kasi dahil mananalo si Ptolemy the fourth kay Antiochus the Great. 
Medyo magiging mayabang siya eh. Diba? Uh-huh. Tapos, I think mag-uwi siya ng mga POWs. Tapos, i-execute niya by the tens of thousands. Kasi, mayabang eh. Parang, panalo na ako. Huh? Yeah. Oh, that's what I think this verse is saying. From what I've been reading lang, I think this is what it's saying. But I could be wrong. So, it looks like panalo na siya. And pinagyayabang niya na panalo na siya. But it's also said in verse 12 na apparently, he won't keep his victory forever. He shall not prevail. He shall not <laughs> prevail. And I think that's a, another big theme dito, you know, na kala mo, panalo ka na. Sige, hindi mo pala. Parang ganyan. Mm-hmm. So anyway, verse 13. Ito, generation 4.5. Kasi at this point, namatay na si Ptolemy IV. Buhay pa si Antiochus the Great. Pero, meron ng anak si Ptolemy the fourth, si Ptolemy the fifth. Ptolemy Epiphanes. Oh, Ptolemy Epiphanes. Eh, problema. Four years old lang siya. Kaya buhay na buhay pa si, si Antiochus, Antiochus the Great. So Antiochus the Great, veteran, ang kalaban, Bata. four year old. <laughs> diba? Baka hindi pa nga pati train to eh. <laughs> so, paano na yan? O di nakakita ng window of opportunity sa Antiochus the Great. Kasi sabi sa verse 13, the king of the north shall again raise a multitude greater than the first. Alam na niya na mananalo siya. Pasok na natin lahat ng cards natin dito. Diba? All in na to. So nagdala siya ng even bigger army than before. And this time, he defeats the South. Yes, eh, syempre, right. kalaban niya, 40 years old. Oh. <laughs> Parang inagawan lang ng mga laruan niya. Ganun lang. <laughs> Ngal-ngal na yung bata. Ngal-ngal si Ptolemy Epiphanes. Tapos, uh, verse 14, may mention dito about the violent among your own people shall lift themselves up in order to fulfill the vision. Ito parang may mga pro-North na Jews. Kampi sila kay Antiochus. And they're also violent in order to fulfill the vision. I think it's because they want to make sure that the vision will happen. Siguraduhin na natin ang mangyayari to with our own strength. Pero matatalo din sila. Di ba? Matatalo yeah, din sila. Yeah, I think din. Merong dito sa nabasa kong resource, sabi, yung mga Jews daw, medyo fed up na sila dun sa heavy taxation ng South. So ngayon, parang iniisip nila, sige, uh, mag-side tayo nga. Kaya tayo kus. Oo, kaya tayo kus. Iniisip na maganda ang treatment sa kanila daw. Oo, oo. Pag nanalo to, baka mas maganda yung treatment Sige lang. Atin, sa taxation. Sige lang. <laughs> Yun yung sinasabing iniisip nila. Kaya nagkaroon ng rebellion sa ano, Palestine. Ang tanong, maganda ba treatment talaga sa kanila? Yun yung... <laughs> Yun lang. <laughs> Ayun. Anyway, so punta tayo sa verse 15 to 19. Yung first part nito, may siege and everything. Basically yung sinasabi sa 15 and 16. Si Antiochus the Great unstoppable siya. And he will possess Israel. Yung the glorious land. Or yun yun, the beautiful land. Beautiful land. Kaya sa puntong ito, na-overtake na ni Antiochus the Great yung buong lupa ng Israel. Kanila na. Oh, So again, Antiochus the Great is from the north. Okay? So north, parang binuldoze na nila. Lakas nila eh. I guess it wouldn't turn out well for Israel either kasi with destruction in his hand. Tama, di ba? Yes. So verse 17, ito. Ito yung medyo magandang intriga dito. He shall give him the daughter of women to destroy the kingdom, but it shall not stand or be to his advantage. So yung nangyari dito, si Antiochus the Great, gusto ng full control sa south. So ang ginawa niya, Kasi panalo na rin naman siya. Ah, sige, ganito na gawin natin. Si Ptolemy V, Epiphanes, na around that time, seven years old pa lang. <laughs> Ipapakasal ko yung daughter ko dito sa King of the South. Cleopatra. Oo, si Cleopatra. But this is not the Cleopatra na kilala natin. Yes. Kasi uh-huh. kung ilagay natin by number, this is Cleopatra the first. Parang ganun. So hindi ito si Elizabeth Taylor. Hindi ito si Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> 
<laughs> Hindi to yung popular Cleopatra in media. Uh, This is the namesake. Grabe. Ang luma ng reference ko talaga Elizabeth Taylor. <laughs> grabe, no? Hindi ko nga siya kilala eh. Anyway. So, ibinigay, so, ibinigay kay ano. So, ibibigay. O, oh, si Antayok's great. Sige, ipapakasal ko tong daughter ko kay uh, Ptolemy V para ma-influensyahan ng aking daughter yung South. Tapos eventually, pag nagka-anak sila, heir yung anak nila ng both North oh. and South. At ako ang magiging pinakalolo ng North and South. Ayan na. Yeah, he's clearly doing it Grabe. for his advantage. Oo, siyempre. Advantage niya. Oo, to his advantage. Classy. Talagang malala pa to sa Game of Thrones. <laughs> diba? Ito yung problema. Ito yung problema. Hindi nasunod yung plano. Kasi, <laughs> nung magpakasal na yung daughter niya, kumampi yung daughter niya sa asawa rather than sa tatay. In other words, umibig. <laughs> <laughs> Kaya sinasabi doon sa ano, it shall not stand or be to his advantage. Oh. It shall not stand or be to his advantage again as before. Yung mga plano nyo na udlot. So, syempre, nung nagkaanak sila, walang beneficyo doon kay Lolo. Oh. At nung namatay si Ptolemy V at naging queen yung daughter niya, wala pa rin advantage kay Antiochus. Naudlot yung plano ni Antiochus. Right. Yes. And then, ito na, verse 18 to 19. There's a lot of details here about a commander shall put an end to his insolence, shall turn his face back toward the fortresses of his own land. The gist of it, Antiochus finally faces Rome in battle and loses badly. Kasi ito na yung sinabi dun sa Daniel chapter 7. Ito na yung pang-apat na beast. Ito, makapangyarihan na ito na tatalo dun sa pangatlong beast, the Greek Empire. Right. Rome takes Antiochus III's lands, yung kanyang elephant brigade, which is basically parang yung mga tanke, mm-hmm. yung navy niya, and some hostages, and also merong monetary compensation na sobrang tinde. To the point that it drove Antiochus the Great, the great king, the great conqueror, to a life of banditry. And eventually, namatay siya as a bandit. Hindi oh. ko maawa ka eh. Kasi yung nangyari dito, nag-raid siya ng temple. Ganun naka-low, nag-raid yeah. siya ng temple. Tapos yung villagers, yeah, sugod! So sinugod sila ng villagers. Ayun, namatay matay siya. sila ang tayo. Ng villagers, di ba? So in gamer terms, and I'm sure my gets ni Arvin to, napatay siya ng creeps. <laughs> He was killed by a mob. Uh, <laughs> GG na siya ng creeps. Okay, so nasa verse 20 na tayo. Okay, so ito na. Generation 5 na to. The sons of Antiochus the Great. Yung isa ay si Seleucius the fourth. Philopator. Nag-raise ng taxes significantly to pay Rome. Kasi may damages eh. Kailangan nila magbayad eh. No. And meron siyang noteworthy na tax collector. Tapos talagang taxes, taxes, taxes. Uh, ganyan. Parang ano, head ng BIR. Oh yan, di ba? <laughs> oh. Times 10, di ba? Super Saiyan BIR. <laughs> Tapos ang nabigatan dito sa taxes na to, Israel. I guess they were expecting na i-treat sila nicely kasi nag-side sila with Antiochus. Tapos eventually, wala. Wala rin. Ayad kayo ng buwis. Sa tindi niya, ang sinabi pa rito, he even tried to plunder the temple in Jerusalem. Lahat na, lahat na. Lahat ng pwedeng kunan. Lahat ng pwedeng kunan ng pera, kunan na natin. Sa sobrang hirap ng pagkuha ng pera, ito mismong CBIR head, si Heliodorus. Yeah, Heliodorus. Siya na mismo yung na-prospate. Nainis siguro. Siya na yung pumatay doon sa nag-uutos sa kanya. So namatay si Seleucius IV. Right. He reigned for 12 uneventful years and eventually, pinoison din siyang tax collector niya. Which now goes to 
Ito na yung medyo matindi. Yeah, nah. so, verses 21 to 35. Ito na. So remember, di ba may hostages na kinuha yung Rome mm-hmm. from Antiochus the Great? Right. One of them is very, very important in this narrative to the point na binigyan siya ng focus from 21 to 35. And this guy is Antiochus Epiphanes. Mm-hmm. Or as with our previous episodes of Daniel 8, 9 to 12, The Little Horn. Sobrang importante siya Kasi ang dami niyang ginawa specifically against the Jews, matinding persecution and the desecration of the altar. Right. Just to make note lang doon sa Epiphanes, yung Greek word na yun, ang ibig palang sabihin noon is the manifest one or God manifest. God manifest. Uh-oh. So parang Uh-oh. Diyos talaga yung, yung sarili niya. Which we mentioned nga sa chapter 8 na he really thought of himself as a God, as God manifest. Verse 21, To whom royal majesty has not been given, he shall come in without warning and obtain the kingdom by flatteries. Kasi hindi siya dapat yung kukuha ng throne eh. Maraming ibang um, contenders na more worthy than him. May anak si Celestius the Forte. Si Demetrius the first. Pero dinaan niya sa politika. Yes. Intrigue, deception, assassinations. Kaya yung description sa kanya, very contemptible person. So verses 22 to 27, this chunk describes uh, Antiochus Epiphanes' military success. May pinapatay siyang high priest in Israel na yung tinatawag nilang Prince of the Covenant. Tapos meron siyang mga alliances na, I guess, deceptive alliances na, ano ba to? <laughs> Naglokohan lang ba sila or something? <laughs> Tapos may plundering lands at a time of peace. Kala ng mga tao na peacetime. Tapos sugod siya. Di talagang out of Bigla nowhere. Mga agaw. Uh, mm-hmm. Mga agaw ng lupa. Oh, and then yung nag-scatter siya ng plunder. So he used the loot to buy loyalty. So kaya yung marami siyang alliances pero lahat to pinagbibili si Rukro. Mm-hmm. Yung foundation ng alliances niya is bot. Grabe. Naisip ko dyan yung mga pag-election. <laughs> <laughs> oh sige, mag-invest kayo sa akin. Pag nanalaw ako, lahat tayo may kinabang tayo. Politikong-politiko oh, eh. And I'm not sure kasi deceptive din siya. So I wonder if how much of these alliances did he really keep his word. Right. So anyway, there was a great war against the King of the South where Antiochus Epiphanes wins through a combination of military might Intrigue, plots, and betrayal. Kasi it's dun sa verse 25 and 26. Kahit yung mga kakain with the king of the south, ibibetray siya eh. Game of Thrones, oh. Game of Thrones. Saka, very self-serving. Wala naman talagang totoong kaibigan dito. Ang loyalty nila, yung self-interest lang nila. Mm-hmm. It's really obsession with power, obsession with territory, to be on top. Papatayan talaga sila. Mahirap yung ganun eh. Yung nasa grupo ka, tapos di mo alam kung against ka pala sa yung kasama mo. Traiduran. <laughs> Traiduran talaga. Okay. <laughs> So, verse 28, ito na. But his heart shall be set against the holy covenant. Batay. So, meron na ditong mention ng hatred niya against the people of Israel, which is very important to take note of for the following verses. So, verse 29 to 31, meron siyang move against Egypt, pero hindi siya magsasaksid kasi yung Rome magi intervene and will warn him, Oy, wag kang makigulo dito sa Egypt or susugurin ka namin. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Eh, hindi niya kaya yung Rome eh. So he retreats. And this is mentioned in verse 30. Yung ships of Kittim shall come against him and he shall be afraid and withdraw. Eh, yung Kittim is an island Western west. Western coastland. West is where Rome is. And Kittim is an island na probably andun yung mga ships ng Rome. Ginamit nilang parang naval base siguro. And then ito na, a few verses here. And shall turn back and be enraged and take action against the Holy Covenant profane the temple and fortress, take away the regular burnt offering, set up the abomination that makes desolate. So, umuwi siya, galit na galit, 
at nilabas niya yung galit niya sa people of Israel. Yung nadaanan niya. Oh, siguro. <laughs> eh, galit na rin naman siya eh. Galit na rin naman siya eh. So, nilabas niya yung galit niya. And hindi ito yung parang, let's just kill a few people hindi. para maglabas lang ng galit. As in, this is a systematic annihilation of the Jews by the tens of thousands. Right. Massacre to. So, he killed a lot of men, women, infants, diba? Ganun ang mga pinagagawa niya. Yeah, lahat. Dami. And then, tinigil niya yung worship kay mm-hmm. Yahweh. He set up an image of Zeus in the temple and then offered a pig nag-offer ng baboy which the Jews considered as unclean. Kaya dito yung set up the abomination that makes desolate. Dinikdik niya talaga yung galit niya against the people of Israel. Finally, verse 32 to 35. He shall seduce with flattery those who violate the covenant, but the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. Maraming Jews nakakampi kay Antiochus Epiphanes through flattery, intrigue. Pero, marami rin na faithful who know their God who stood firm right. and fought against Uh-oh. Antiochus Epiphanes. But, even with that, ang daming casualties ng labanan na to. Ang nangyari pala dito, nahati yung mga Jews. Right. Merong kumampi kasi na-deceive sila ni Antiochus Epiphanes eh. Siguro naglabas ng naglabas ng fake news yung bilib na bilib naman yung mga oh, or, or Israelites siguro, na... Din, actually, parang... yes. actually, sinabi dito, he also rewarded those Jews who supported the Hellenistic policies like the high priest Parang pinagbabayad niya talaga. Pinili yung loyalty. Yes. Oo. 33 to 35, ito yung may panahon na under Antiochus Epiphanes where false believers are sorted from true believers. And yung refining method is suffering and persecution. Mm. Doon magkakatalo kung sino yung totoo sa peke. So parang nagkaroon dyan ng distinction between the wheat and the tares. Mm. Right, right. Yes. Yung mga huwad at saka yung talagang mga tapat kay Yahweh. Nakita dyan. And that's why dito, so that they may be refined, purified, and made white made until spotless. the time of the end. That's correct. The ones who were fake, the ones who were on the fence, they fell away. Pero the ones who were really committed, mas na-purify pa sila. Mas naging matatag palalo sila. Meron ding iba nagsasabi na ito siguro ito yung panahon ng Maccabean Revolt. Maccabean Revolt, yeah. Mukha nga naman, totoo nga naman. Pero ang mahalagang leksyon dito, yung sinasabi sa verse 35, of refinement and purification. Sa hinaba-haba, nung paghimay-himay natin ng mga very detailed descriptions of everything that transpired in history, yung history ng lugar na yun, ha, na ipit na ipit yung Israel, ito lang pala ang gustong puntiriyahin. The refinement and purification of God's people. So yun. So, to our listeners, thank you for enduring with us. Ginaanan namin muna lahat ng mga details bago namin pag-usapan yung mga takeaways namin. And to help you again, please check out yung na-prepare naming Google Sheets guide dun sa link. May map doon at yung lahat ng pinag-usapan namin progression ng mga hari, andun yun. Okay. Maganda kasing pansinin natin, bakit kailangan pa na yung vision na pinakita kay Daniel ay ganitong kadetalyado? Bakit hindi na lang sabihin na marami kayong pagdadaanan? And the purpose of that is for your refinement and purification, period. Bakit kailangang maging detalyado pa yung narration ng mga events na mangyayari instead of just broad strokes? Anong sa tingin nyo ang purpose nito na ipinapakita kay Daniel? Oh, madrama pa eh. No? Napaikli sana yung podcast natin ano? kung dalawang verse <laughs> lang na... <laughs> Uh, siguro for me, ano, um, one thing na nakita ko dito is God wants to ano, ipakita yung, yung history. Ito yung mangyayari. Ang malaking bagay ito, hindi siguro sa panahon pa ni Daniel, but sa panahon natin, sa panahon na mag-verify na these records are really true. And sa macro perspective, ito yung nakikita ng mundo, ito yung nakikita ng history. But God is, hindi ako wala dyan. Nandyan ako. 
And actually, I'm, I'm using that for this particular purpose, sa dulong-dulo, for my people, to refine my people, to purify my people. Yeah, sa akin, yung super important sa akin na term dito, kasi tatlong beses siyang lumabas eh, sa verse 27, sa verse 29, at sa verse 35. Yung term na at the appointed time at the time appointed. And I think, kaya napaka-detalyado to. It's like we're living through a story that's already sinulat na yung detalye na to. And it's the comfort na yung mga evil powers doing all this kasama sa story yan. Yes. Ang isa pang mahalagang dapat makita natin dyan. Kita mo naman, yung the turn of events, particularly from uh, the perspective of eternity, ang bibilis lang yan. Ah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Diba? Yeah. Mabibilis lang yan. At sino ba yung mga kumikilos dito? These are very powerful people. Sino bang inaapak-apakan dito? The powerless like Israel. Pero ang sinasabi ng Diyos, from the greater scheme of things, from the perspective of eternity, ang bibilis lang yan. Actually, mga power-power nilang yan, saglit lang yan, wala nang kwenta yan. Mabibilis na mawawala sa kanila yan. And this predicted course will give confidence to the follower of Yahweh because it demonstrates that, look, everything, especially the future, is secure in the hand of God. Hindi naman nagugulat ang Diyos sa mga yan. Hindi naman siya nagulat na, uy, sino to? Antayo ko sa Pifanas na to. Hindi ko to kilala. No, kilala niya lahat yan. Diba? Alam niya yung mga gagawin ng mga yan. Because the future is secure in His hands. Oo, mahihirapang kayo. Oo, aapak-apakang kayo. At palagi namang, yun ang kwento ng mga the most vulnerable in society. Sila yung palagi na apak-apakan ng mga makapang Yung sinabi mong yan, it reminds me of Psalm 2, 1 to 4. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointed, saying, let us burst their bonds apart and cast away their cords from us. And ito yung sobrang, I love this line. He who sits in the heavens laughs. Plano-plano tayo. Sige, labanan natin siya. <laughs> Tapos, sige, plano-plano kay John. Right. He who sits in the heavens laughs. Wala lang yan. Wala, because these powerful people, they plot in vain. Lahat ng ginagawa nila, naggusto na mangyari, sinaantayokos. Wala. Asa na sila ngayon? They're all gone. For me, so, yun, nakita nga natin na sobrang lalakas yung mga nito. Yung power dito sa sa, ito naman, biglang ito naman yung mayiging superpower. Tapos yung mga mahihina, mga force, sabi mo nga kanina, parang sila na yung natatapak-tapakan. Tapos sa dulot, yung nung binasa ni, ni Gucci, yung Psalm 2, tumatawa lang ang Diyos. Sa mga projection ng mga superpowers, wow, doon ako titingin. Doon sa panalo. Oh. Kahit na nahihirapan ako, may access ako sa ganong klaseng right. ghost. Isa pang mahalagang tinuturo dito, kasi nga diba merong mga Israelites na naniwala kay Antiochus Epiphanes and they were deceived. Ito yung mga tears. Ang loyalty natin should never be to any human being. Kahit gaano pang kapangyarihan yan, kahit gaano pa siyang influential, ang loyalty natin palagi kay Yahweh. Huwag nating idulute yun. Yeah. May sinabi si Arvin kanina na even dito sa kay Antiochus the Great, not kay Antiochus Epiphanes, di ba there's a part there na kumamperin yung some of the Jews kay Antiochus the Great hoping na this guy is going to make favorable para sa kanila. Oh. <laughs> Eventually, hindi rin pala. <laughs> diba? And it's, are we putting false hopes mm. or hope on people na ganun? This guy is gonna save us from all this. Problem. Right. So we, we don't put our trust in man. We put our trust in God. Wag na wag tayo magbibigay ng pag-asa natin sa isang tao lang. Kahit pa ganong karaming 
pag-aari ng pera o kapangyarihan, walang magagawa yan. Another thing din na tinuturo dito is, madali kasing sabihin yan eh, oh. di ba? Huwag magtiwala sa tao. Pero what happened here was yung hindi ko kay Epiphanes. Kawawa sila. Sila yung kinawawa. Yung term dito is that sila, yung mga kawawa, sila yung mga totoo. Right. Ito mo yung ginamit na terms, no? They may be refined, purified, and made spotless. Again, paulit-ulit nating sinasabi, God's goal for us is not our personal happiness, but holiness. Na kahit ano pa yung circumstances na yan, problema ang pinagdadaanan natin, ang iisipin natin, I'm not here in this world to attain happiness because God's goal for me is holiness to become like his son jesus and uh, the it's so hard to say it that could really include a lot of persecution mm-hmm. a lot of suffering kasama yan kasama yan kasama siya yun yung refining doon magkakatalo talaga sino yung totoo at sino yung right hindi. right daniel 11:1 1 to 35 is really reminding me to be prepared to grow a Christianity that is for the long game. Mm-hmm. Oh. So add lang din dong kay Rich kanina. And also, this is one of my main takeaway here sa Daniel 11 talaga. Is yung matatagpuan sa verse 32. Sinabi dito, He shall seduce with flattery those who violate the covenant, but the people who know their God shall stand firm. Yes. Ito talaga yung dumiin sa akin eh. Kasi sa panahon natin ngayon, sa mga nangyayari sa paligid natin, madali lang mawala eh. Maisama sa Agos. Ito yung sikat ngayon, ito yung superpower ngayon. O so, para hindi na tayo makaramdam ng inconvenience o ng persecution or anything, hindi mahirapan. I'll subscribe to this. I'll accept this. Even madali lang for us, uh, sa panahon natin, makarinig ng mga preaching na magsasabi sa atin, ito gawin mo, lakihan mo lang faith mo, gawin mo to, gawin mo to, parang magbigay ka lang na mas madami o hindi na ano yung parang these are the times na ginagamit ng Panginoon to really know sino ba talaga yung mga tao sa akin. And one thing for sure na malalaman ko sino yung mga tao na sinasabi dito na marirefine are those people who know their God. Kinala nila kung sino yung Diyos nila. Hindi yung kung ano lang yung sinabi ni ganito, kung hindi yung kung ano lang yung sikat, ano lang yung nabasa nila sa Facebook. The Bible according to social yes. media, no? Parang gano'n. <laughs> this is, habang mas madami yung persecution, mas madami yung nangyayari, high time for Christians to really dig deeper, know more, really get whatever they can or kailangan nila sa Bible and kung sino yung Diyos nila. Yes. Ang ganda talaga. But the people who know oh. their God shall stand firm and take action. And I, yun nga, kilala ba talaga natin tong si Jesus Christ? Oh, oh, oh. Kilala ba talaga natin? Or yung feeding lang ba natin is just whatever's on social media or yung sinabi lang ni Ganto right. or mga feelings lang natin. ba? Do we really know? And I think it's really a call for us to dig deep sa Bible and know who God is. And I think uh, to end Daniel 11, 1 to 35, uh, let me read a quote by J.I. Packer. To know that nothing happens in God's world apart from God's will may frighten the godless, but it stabilizes the saints. Yung sovereignty ni God nakakatakot para sa mga taong hindi naniniwala sa Panginoon. Eh. Right. Pero para sa atin, nawawala yung fear, nawawala yung... Yes. <laughs> diba? And honestly, para sa akin, personally, ang daming kaguluhan na nangyari ngayon sa mundo and even dito sa bansa natin. The only thing that is really keeping me from going insane is really the character of God as we study that. Mm-hmm. Such a security, mm-hmm. right. such stability mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. who God is that in the end of it all, itong mga kasamaan na nangyayari, it is appointed. And it's only appointed for a short time. Let's look at the long game and God is in control. May that give us stability 
and comfort. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. At sana marami kayo na pulot na aral. And uh, we'll hope to see you on the next episode as we end the Book of Daniel finally! Wow. <laughs> wow. Grabe! So the next episode will be Daniel 11 verses 36, 36. onward and then 12. Chapter 12, 12, yeah. If you've been listening to Daniel, hope you stay tuned as we finish together the Book of Daniel See you, See you. and God bless. Thanks for joining us in the UCM Interface Bible Study Podcast. If you want to know more about our ministry, Follow UCM Interface on Facebook and Instagram or email us at ucminterface at gmail.com. Join us in Union Church of Manila, Rada Corner Legaspi, Makati City.